This episode has been brought to you by Made With Rage. Made With Rage is a black British-owned Etsy store selling Harry Potter and Star Wars face masks, perfect for this current times, swimwear, bags, and loads more. All products have been handmade with love and care, and bespoke requests are welcome. To find out more, click on the link in the description, or visit etsy.com slash madewithrage0. You said you'd come. Lawrence, hope Good evening listeners, welcome to another episode of Wulong Talks This is your host Rich Reviews Uh, This is going to be a bit of a slightly different segment that I'm going to try and do every week Haven't really thought of a name for it yet, so we're just going to go with um, either that one thing or that one scene Basically the breakdown or the premise for this is I'm going to pick that one scene or that one moment from be it a movie, comic book, TV show, computer game, anything that, you know, us as nerds and geeks participate in. And I'm going to pick that one thing that always stands out to us. And, you know, it may give you goosebumps, you know, it may make your dreams that little bit more enjoyable when, when you go to bed at night that you know so much so that you can't that you're too excited that you, you know that you have to wake up early enough to go and watch it again or participate in again and i'm just going to break it down as to the reason why it stands out for me and why it holds that special place in my heart um so with much further ado let's let's crack on So, the scene that I have chosen today is from one of my favourite computer games, which is part of one of my favourite computer game franchises, Metal Gear Solid. If you guys listen to us at any point, you you know I'm always going on about this. I've got two tattoos. Have I got two tattoos? Well, no, I haven't. I've got one tattoo. Well, I've got two tattoos from the director Hideo Kojima, um, one from Zone of the Enders and one from Metal Gear Solid. Um, actually of the cats that I'm going to be talking about and I've got two pending from the um, from the Metal Gear Solid franchise yet to come in the new year but obviously of course because of Covid and you know all that malarkey can't really get it done yet but um, but yeah so today is going to be a scene from Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots so the scene that I've chosen today is what I like to call the reintroduction of Raiden and it's Raiden versus Vamp this scene excites me so much even to this day that I've downloaded it onto my phone and every so often I'll literally just be sitting down mind my own business and I'll just put my headphones in flip the phone to the side go into my videos and I'll just watch it because it it, it just I mean the choreography behind it 
the 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 way how the scene is set, the the music, and and the character, and the characters, and the in and the the interaction between the characters, especially if you're a fan of the franchise, and you know, like I said, because it's a franchise, the last time we do we we did see this character of Raiden was, you know, he was he was a completely different person, and and I think that's one of the things that has definitely made computer games stand out a lot more, especially in the past few years. And it's the whole thing of, you know, character building and, and world building and seeing the, you know, the, the growth of characters. Um, so, yeah. So, before I even start, I'm going to give you a bit of a breakdown in regards to the history of this character and then I'm going to jump straight into it. The character of Raiden was first introduced in the 2001 video game Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of the Patriots and there was this whole marketing ploy and basically what happened is that when they released the trailer for Metal Gear Solid 2 they made it appear as if you were going to be playing Solid Snake throughout the whole game and when you buy the Metal Gear Solid game the very first level you are playing as Solid Snake and it's I think one of my favourite levels of, you know, any of the Metal Gear franchise games. But then what happens is that once you've completed that level, it skips head, uh, it skips ahead a few years, and then you're put into, you know, the boots of this new guy, you know, and it's one of these these guys that you're like, well, hold on, who the hell is this? And it's only then that you realise that, like, wow, like, this is maybe only Metal Gear Solid in name. I mean, this wouldn't be the first time where you play a computer game and, you know, they've decided to just change things just because. And, you know, if there's one thing I, you know, we can all attest to, us geeks, us nerds, we do not like change. Anyway, the, the, you know, the main uproar was basically how the main protagonist, Solid Snake, had been sidelined for this character who essentially felt like a standard run-of-the-mill teenager who was ridden with teenage angst and self-doubt and you're made to feel like this throughout the whole game you know even though you learn how to use all of the weapons and all of like you know the tactics of how to defeat these bosses the interactions between yourself as a character Raiden and Solid Snake who does appear in the game it's almost like you're still looking for approval from this character and to be fair like even when you get to the end of the game where you feel like you've accomplished everything Solid Snake even then gives you this whole speech about how you know, you're not built for war, you should go and live your life. I mean, it's, th these are common recurring themes that appear throughout the franchise. Like I said, if you haven't played this, this any of these games, go and jump into it. Um, I mean, you don't even have to, to, let's put it this way, you could decide not to play them and decide to go to Wikipedia and look up the history and it's going to be just as dense and, and just as exciting, if anything. The backstory behind this whole franchise is as deep as reading the Bible, the Old Testament and the New Testament. Um, but yeah, but I digress. So yeah, so I mean, there were a lot of players who were just like, wow, I feel like I've been cheated and I've wasted X amount of hours playing this character that I essentially have no affinity to. Um, me personally, I didn't mind it. Um, I... I you know, I, I felt that the game still struck all the chords which, you know, which still rung true to the actual franchise. Um, but at the same time, I liked the look of the of the new character. Um, he was, I have to admit, a bit feminine looking. Um, if anything, the 
the artist who actually designed the character Raiden said that he purposely made him look feminine so he gave him white hair um, quite thin lips he, he essentially looks like a woman and I mean there's nothing wrong with looking like a woman but the character's meant to be a man um, I mean take it take it as how you want it the backlash that Hideo Kojima the director of the Metal Gear Solid franchise received in regards to the introduction of Raiden was so much so that come by the third game that he released he decided to take a step back and you know to appease the fans he brought back Solid Snake even though it wasn't really Solid Snake I don't want to give any spoilers but let's just say it was Solid Snake and there's even like a little side mission where you get to basically kill somebody who looks like Raiden um, so yeah, so I mean, he, he knew that he'd kind of messed up in, in a particular way. But at the same time, he's gone on record as to say that the character that he'd created was still someone that was actually quite dear to his heart. So he thought he'd give it a few years, bring out a third game, and then then came the fourth game. Metal Gear Solid 4, The Guns of the Patriots. It's set four years after Metal Gear Solid 2. So it gives you a bit of leeway as to what you can say has happened in between here and there which is a bit of a smart thing uh, because in that way you're able to make some changes and not feel as if you're taking liberties. From the beginning of the game, I mean things have changed. Number one, Metal Gear Solid 4 is you know like at, at this point I think the PlayStation 3 was coming towards the end of, of of you know of of his life expectancy, so they were just pushing, you know, the boundaries of of what this game could do, and not only that, but the, the setting had changed. You know, technology. You know, the 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 the, the soldiers and and the baddies or the the enemies or the villains that you were fighting against, they had changed. You're back in the boots of the original Solid Snake, and he's changed. It felt familiar. It felt nice. But something was different. He's in his 40s, but he's been aged to be a man in his 70s. You know, when you're fighting against certain bosses in the first level, you're finding it very, very difficult, even though you may be like a, an expert because you played parts one to three already. And, you know, so, so you know how this works. But Hideo Kojima set up in a particular way that he made it difficult for you. And there's just that little bit where you just don't understand the reason why. So anyway, you end up fighting the, you know, these called, you know, they're called, they're basically miniature versions of the Metal Gear Rexes and they're called the Geckos. And you just about survive a battle of a couple of them. And they're not even the main bosses. And then what happens is that even though you defeat them, you still, you know, just about survive with, your, with the last bit of energy and you're helped out of the fray by two randoms I mean these two randoms become your friends in the end anyway but that's, that's besides the point but the geckos are starting to close in you're watching this cutscene anybody who, who knows Hideo Kojima games you know as the games as the games as the games have gone on in the franchise the cutscenes have become a lot longer and a, and a lot more cinematic you either hate that stuff or you love that stuff if you're still with me listen to this to this this little voice note or you know radio show whatever you want to call it Obviously, I'm a fan of this. I live for this. Anyway, cut to the scene. With the geckos looking on the down vehicle, 
with the impending doom that they're going to be killing Solid Snake and his two newfound friends. That's when he appears. It's a silhouette on the top of a church spire. Sun shining behind them. So you can't really see his face. And then it cuts the snake. And he kind of looks up and he's just like, like, like who is that? And you're going to wonder, like, who is that? And that's when he says, oh my God, it's, it's, it's Raiden. Raiden then jumps off. I wouldn't say he even jumps off. I'd say that he glides off. Like, I mean, like, this is a different Raiden. Already from the way how he's looking and the way how he's moving, he's different. He jumps off and basically lands in the middle of at least five geckos. And just waits for them to make, his, waits for them to make the first move. He then uses his coat to distract one while he cuts the leg off another. While this is happening, he jumps into another one and uses his gun to shoot the others. And then as new geckos enter the fray, we'd be showing that whatever reservations and bad thoughts and bad words have been said about this character, he is not the same person we last saw. I mean, literally, like, this is completely different. I mean, he's just flipping and... He's, he's almost like he's, he's breakdancing with samurai swords in his hands. Uh, I mean, just to add a bit of, you know, drama to it, Raiden's finally overpowered, but only by the sheer numbers, you know, because of the amount of geckos that are actually coming in to fight against him. And then that's when we get the appearance of a very familiar face from Metal Gear Solid 2. The familiar face that pops up is Vamp. Vamp was a villain from the Metal Gear Solid 2 that basically caused Raiden his deepest loss and was also thought dead as well. So for Vamp to appear and for Raiden to appear and for the original snake to, to appear, right now I am losing my goddamn mind. And I mean, I'm not the only person, I'm sure anybody else who plays this game would probably attest to the same thing. But it would appear that the person who's losing their goddamn mind or who's enjoying himself the most is Vamp. He, like, you know, he's just happy to see Raiden once again. And literally, the minute they lock eyes, that's when the fight commences. And this just, this fight scene, is it proves that not only has the character evolved, or the characters have evolved, but um, what we saw before was just an appetizer. The battle that we are privy to see can only be described as a dangerous, beautiful dance amidst flying blades and samurai swords gliding through the wind somersaulting and flipping around while just missing each other with their weapons they, like they're literally incapable of delivering killing strokes you know vamp is you know a flamenco dancer raiden is a capoeira practitioner and it feels like they're not even trying to kill each other they're both dancing to the rhythm of life but looking for the beat of death there literally seems to be no end in sight until raiden pulls off this dangerous gambit in which while he's being held from behind by vamp he impels his sword, his own sword, through his stomach, uh, and basically, you know, going all the way through, then impels, you know, imp also impels Vamp. Raiden uses this distraction to escape. Uh, obviously, they both survive due to their abilities that they possess, but there's just this thing where it's like they're, it's almost like they're both lovers locked in this eternal battle, and you just know that they're going to see each other. And it's just one of those things where, at this point, you both feel that the characters have evolved and this story or this or with this game at least you know that this is going to be you know this this is going to be the conclusion and from what we just saw in this fight scene 
that that you know that I mean I haven't really described it as much. I don't want to spoil it too much, but from what you've seen in this, it's going to be something beautiful. As I mentioned before, the character of Raiden when he was first introduced in in the sequel to Metal Gear Solid, it wasn't very well received. Uh, you know, like I said, he was considered too whiny and too feminine looking and too much of a noob, as my son says when he plays uh, Minecraft. But um, by the time he but by the time he appears in Metal Gear Solid Four, he's had a large portion of his body replaced by cybernetics. He's mu he has a much more cold attitude to life. He's grown up. He's become a man, and nothing states this more than when he tells Solid Snake that it's his turn to protect him. The same reason why. When we were playing Metal Gear Solid 2, we were getting upset is because we kept on feeling that we were being protected. The roles have been reversed. Once again, I mean, I just got to salute the writing of Hideo Kojima. You know, this guy, I don't understand why he hasn't gone to Hollywood. Um, you know, but you know, th this is Raiden protecting family. In a sequel, you find out that, that Solidus Snake, who is Solid Snake's brother, trained and turned Raiden into this child soldier, you know, who had the nickname of Jack the Ripper. And then by the end of that, Raiden had to then kill Solid Snake. You know, just to basically help Solid Snake. So come by this part, it's almost like it's, you know, through some weird twisted fate. The person who raised you is the person who made you the worst person and you basically had to get rid of them. And the person that you are saving is basically the mirror image of the person who made you the person that you are. I mean, this... I mean, this is this is this is just crazy. This is almost like a computer game with violence and a mixture of Dynasty and Dallas. If if you're asking me, um, I mean, this is keeping in touch with the main themes that Hideo Kojima has always re re has always spoken about in all of his games, uh, in such as like no good can come from war, um, and that the legacy that you leave behind, family can be more than blood, um, and the friends that you make in life, you know, can can make or break you. Your destiny is not predetermined, and last but not least, you have to live your life to the fullest and not to waste a single second. This is the relationship that I feel just from that scene alone has been the thing that always brings me back as to you know the reason why Solid Snake and Raiden, after the after the debacle of what happened in Metal Gear Solid Two, the reason why it cements them as as two characters who now are on the same level and are appreciated and respected on the same level as well. I mean, back in the day, if you'd said, oh, you know, who's your favorite character? And you would have said Raiden, they would have turned around to you and said, ah, oh, you know what? You're not a true, you know, Metal Gear Solid fan. Now, you know, you, you can say, I like Raiden. You can say, I like, you know, I like Solid Snake and no one's going to bat an eyelid. Um, so yeah, I mean, I mean, what can I say? That one great moment, that one great scene, Raiden versus Vamp, Metal Gear Solid 2. Um, like I said, it's one of those ones that I literally watch every so often just because it's there's so much happening beneath all the layers. If you haven't seen it, or if you haven't if you haven't played it, I'd say go and give it a go. Um if you don't have the chance to play it or if you're not really that way inclined that you play games anymore, I'd say, you know, jump onto YouTube, just type in Metal, uh, Metal Gear Solid 4 or Raiden vs Vamp HD because you definitely have to watch it in HD quality and um, and yeah, give it a peep once you've done that, hit us up um, let us know what you think or let me know what you think and hope you enjoy it
And uh, listeners, if you're out there, if you can help me think of a name to what to call this segment. Like I said, so far I've got one great moment or that one moment or that one great scene. Um, I was going to go for that one time in band camp, but uh, I, know, I don't think I've got enough money in a bank to try and fight that case if it, if it does turn into a bit of a into a bit of a problem you know during with like you know covid and furlough money and all that um but yeah like i said hit us up and let us know what you think thanks for listening to us if you're down with wulong talks show some love by following us on twitter facebook and instagram at wulong talks you can also find us online at www.wulongtalks.com or drop us an email at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com. We can also be found as part of the BrickPod Scene Collective and we're also officially E14 endorsed. Search for those hashtags to enjoy more content from us and from other great British podcasters. 